That's why if his players are conditioned, because you mentioned the Exeter Chiefs and Saracens, they are conditioned to do the pick and go. I think he's looking for ways to fatigue the box and bring the backs into the game because we didn't really yeah. see much of the backs in, the, in this game on Wednesday. It's like they were very was, conservative. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, G, yeah, maybe he is. But the, the, what concerns me then is when they go to the, the, you know, they might do that, but then when they do go out the back, it would look really, it didn't look very dynamic for me, you know. So most of the carries were off nine, not as many as South Africa. I, I, I can't remember a time really where they carried off 10. Hey guys, welcome to the bonus series of my podcast, Coach G, Transforming Athletes and Purpose Driven People. I have so many fond memories of the British and Irish Lions Tour in 2009 that I decided let's talk about what's happening down in South Africa. Yes, so I'll be having unbelievable guests in the world of rugby joining me. We will be previewing, reviewing, talking about everything related to the British and Irish Lions in South Africa. The idea of this bonus series was to have fun, have a few good laughs, share memories with a bunch of friends. So I really hope you guys enjoy what we'll be sharing with you in the upcoming weeks. Join in and stay tuned. Hey everyone, so welcome to my bonus series, the Lions series on my podcast, Coach G, Transforming Athletes and Purpose Driven People. And tonight we're going to have a good chat about the game against the South African A-team. But in studio, or what am I talking about? It's not a studio, this is on freaking Zoom. <laughs> it's my man, Ben Pegner. Ben, how are you doing, brother? You good? G, good. Yeah, G, good. Good to see you. Really good. Thanks, mate. Great to be here. Oh, man, how ridiculous is that? I was just telling you earlier, you know, just take it easy. Just have a conversation. I'm here. I'm currently in the studio. I'm not even in a studio. I'm in my home. You're in your home. Just ridiculous. Yeah, mate. So, Ben, where are you at at the moment? You in the UK? Yeah, I'm in London, G. Yeah, London. Been here, actually, throughout the pandemic and just prior to the pandemic. So, um, yeah, not far from Twickenham. So, uh, a place that the listeners will know pretty well, a couple of miles down the road from there. Okay, awesome. So for those of you listening, you know, Ben, uh, he constantly or currently hosts a lot of clubhouse rooms with me uh, in the Rugby Union Club, uh, our Monday room at uh, 7.30 BST. We're always talking about rugby performance or topics related to it. And, uh, you know, we were just chatting yesterday. You know what? We should be talking about the Lions. And seeing that I've recently launched my podcast, I thought, what better platform to do it on? So, Ben, thanks for joining the team. Really look well, our team might thanks, be growing yeah. over the next few weeks. We'll see how that goes, my man. But, Ben, before we get stuck into um, tonight's chat, if you could just maybe introduce yourself to those listening today. Thanks, G. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm excited about talking about this series. Yeah, I'm a former professional rugby player, both semi-professional and, and as a full-time pro, did that for about 10 years. And then although I always had a passion for coaching and I was always coaching, I went into coaching full time. So I've done that with a couple of different academies at London Scottish, at London Wasps, working on the transition on the pathway, both talent ID and talent development. And then I worked with England Sevens as well uh, for a period of time, primarily as the performance analyst. And then subsequently have coached in a few different places in the northern and some southern hemisphere in the last couple of years or last few years, actually. So uh, consulted to the Melbourne Rebels and um, 
uh, also with the Bulls in South Africa, and then more recently yes. I've been um, helping. <laughs> yes, the Bulls. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, and then more recently with the the WIU, the Welsh Rugby Union. So doing some bit, bits and pieces around skill acquisition, talent ID, talent pathway, all that type of stuff. So yeah, um, it's sort of uh, it's been it's been a passion of mine for a long time. Coaching, love helping people fulfil their potential. So. Excited to be talking tonight about the lions in the box. Yeah, awesome and wow, that's I, a long, I forgot that's a long to say, CV, brother. <laughs> sorry, bro. Yeah, well, I tried. I gave you the short version. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you have a book, bro, You know what I left out, bro? You know what I left? I did leave yeah. out. I left out that I played in South Africa for three years. You know, I, I played for you know, I played Nakla club man. rugby first team. <laughs> yeah, I played. Uh, I played club rugby in Cape Town for a year, and then I had two years up in the northwest with in Poch with the the pucker and the leopards so uh yeah so it's uh, three of my my favorite years were were in uh, in south africa and uh, obviously going back and coaching as well and all that type of stuff so it's uh, yeah it's close to my heart now awesome and you know talking on that subject you know uh, before we actually get started and I, I did this yesterday on my solo episode you know lots going on in south africa at the moment and now that you're touching base on that's close to your heart man uh, what's your take on what's happening in south africa at the moment we're just seeing everything is going down we see a lot of uh, stores burning and malls burning down the riots um what, what is your take on that yeah unbelievably sad isn't it g um but um you know, I'm really hoping that there's going to be a line in the sand drawn. And the, the good news that I've heard in the last 24 hours is that the communities are coming together despite, you know, whatever race, religion they are. They're coming together, they're unifying, they're helping each other. Uh, you know, I was speaking to people today and getting messages about, you know, supplies being flown into, you know, from the Western Cape and from Hauteng into, into Natal um, and trucks being organized with provisions. Um, so I'm really hoping that it's a, a watershed moment for the country where, you know, people say enough, enough, enough is enough of the corruption. Let's move forward. Um, and you can see which side of the fence people want to sit on. And um, it's amazing. The, the, the positive stories are amazing. You know, like uh, we always hear them in Africa and in South Africa. They make my spine tingle, you know, just yeah. thinking about it, how people come together. It's it's a really powerful thing. And it's, a you know, it's your land. It's a beautiful country. So that's my hope and my prayer, you know, but um, unbelievably sad and scary. Some of the stories and really praying and, and, and hoping that the, the guys there keep safe and, um, and yeah, and we move forward as a country. And I can't wait. No, thanks for that, Ben. You know, I really do appreciate that. And just everybody listening and everybody back home in South Africa, me and France, you guys on our prayers, thinking of you guys and uh, great to see the images of the communities coming together, people coming together, like Ben said, that's just amazing. You know, that's South Africa. And Ben, that's why I believe this Lions series is going to be special. You know, this Lions series, it's going to be massive. Um, we always say this in South Africa or in the Springbok team, it's always about putting that jersey first. That jersey represents something bigger than the player. You have responsibility and, you know, that comes now into our game this past week. The A team, all right, <laughs> right, not BA Baraka, yeah. the A team against Wales. And there was a lot of controversy around this team, the so called A team. What was your take on that? Was that an A team or was that a test team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I don't care. I, I was I was happy to see a proper get a proper match, you know. After the Lions had those hitouts against, you know, the Sigma Lions, and then the two hitouts against the Sharks, um, you know, and and obviously they were missing all their South African players. So 
I was happy to see a, a proper game of rugby. And uh, I think the Lions probably were happy as well to experience that as well. But yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. Yeah. What, what did you think? No, it was great, man. It was awesome to see, you know, a lot of people or especially I think from the UK were criticizing the, the quality of the South African teams. And, you know, I'm telling people and maybe I'm wrong, you can correct me, is that there's such a huge outflux of players, South African players playing in the UK, playing in France, playing in Japan. So, and this is nothing against the players that are actually locally. Our best players or most of our players are overseas. So mm-hmm. you don't have that same quality of players that you had back then. And that is sad. And I can understand it. Rugby is a professional game. You know, I can't judge anyone. I left at the age of 30 after being player of the year and, um, you know, coming to France. So so that played a massive role. But I think, you know, it's still a massive honor and privilege for these youngsters in South Africa playing against the Lions. And I think we must just keep in mind the spirit of the game as well. You know, rugby is about sharing those memories, about creating memories, which is very important so yeah it's just um i'm with you man i'm just happy to see a great game and uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you i was a bit disappointed a bit because i was watching this game test rugby it felt like i was back at home but i didn't have any boltong or boover voice brother and i'm still waiting for you to send it where's my freaking bro i'll send some across man i'll send some across yeah yeah i'll hook you up yeah no awesome man awesome i I, I made a promise didn't i yeah but yeah it it was cool it made there's something fresh. It's exciting, you know, and I think from the Lions point of view, when I, when I, I grew up watching the Lions, you know, and um, even more so than, than England, although I was born in England, we moved overseas when I was young. So, and I grew up on watching these, um, these videos of the Lions series, you know, when the, the 71 and the 74 Lions, 71 was uh, to New Zealand and then the 74 Lions was the Willie John McBride series in South Africa. You know, and there was something like 31 games or something like that. And it, were proper, it was a proper test series, you know. And uh, growing up on that, the type of games they played were real battles. Those midweek games, they were really to test the Lions. And each, you know, that would be the highlight of someone's career. If you, you know, and I remember the 93 uh, tour, you know, if you're, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're playing against the Lions, it's your, it's your it's, um, 93 is in New Zealand, sorry, the 97 tour to South Africa. Yeah. If you're playing against the Lions, it was the pinnacle of your career, you know, like, because you weren't necessarily. So, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I, I, and I think that Lions players would have liked a good test, you know, to come away and say, yeah, actually, we played against their proper team, you know, and I, I got the opportunity, especially if they're not, if, if those boys aren't picked for the actual test team. It's nice to have tested themselves properly, isn't it? No, I totally agree. You know, I, I think, you know, I remember the 97 series as well. You know, it's massive. And, you know, just going back to 2009, um, you know, this series is different, you know, due to uh, the current restrictions, which we understand and we just have to accept it. Serves no purpose complaining. I'm just grateful that the series is still going on. That's the most important. Yeah. But, you know, it's special. You know, you can play 100 caps for your country and you will never play against the Lions. You know, it's very important yeah. to realize that it's a massive privilege and honor. And I think it's the same for the Lions players as well. You know, you look at uh, Kyle Sinclair and how gutted he was when he didn't make it. And, uh, you know, I must commend him on his behavior afterwards, how he gave it his all for his team with Bristol Bears. And, uh, you know, everything works out. You know, um, there's always a plan with everything. He's back in the mix. And I believe after a Wednesday's game, we in we have a, quite a few tough ones waiting for us. You know, that South African A team. So you know, I don't even want to know what the test team is going to look like. <laughs> a lot of yeah, you know, lot it's of, getting it's getting exciting. It's heating up, that's for sure. 
No, nah, but you know, to come to the game, you know, to get some feedback mm. on it. Uh, what is your take on the game, brother? You know, watching it and seeing a lot of players that haven't played for 18 months, uh, proper competitive rugby. Obviously, you've got guys like Cheston Colby, Eben Etzebeth, um, but playing in France, you know, they've been and guys in the premiership as well, like Faf de Klerk. They've been playing yeah. proper competitive rugby, but for some of the other guys, you know, they haven't been playing that much. You know, the super rugby yeah. hasn't really taken off and uh, there hasn't been that much competitive. What was your assessment of uh, the players? Uh, how can I say um, form in terms of the game, you know, playing yeah. against the Lions. We've been, lots of us players played six nations premiership and some of them also playing yeah. in France. Gee, you know what? Overall, if I was the co- if I was either Rassi, Jacques Nabo wasn't there, or, or Gatland, I would be happier if I was the Springboks, you know, South Africa, because they, as you said, they've played Georgia since the World Cup final. The guys have just come together. They've been so disrupted. They had the, they got together in the beginning of June in Bloom, uh, June the fourth, I think it was, for this first camp, and pretty much since then they've been disrupted, you know. Coming into it, also, you know, Andre Pollard, they're starting 10. He'd just come back from surgery at the end of the season for Montpellier, so he's not even been in the mix. You know, then having to integrate players from Japan or from France or from the UK, you know, some guys, and then they've had disruption, you know, like there was that incident with the, the Munster players <laughs> with a fire getting burnt. <laughs> like, so if you're coming into it, you know, if you're coming into it, coming away from Wednesday night, and you're thinking, if you're, this, if you're a South Africa, you're thinking, We've we've hardly played in in like a year and a half at least. Like we've just thrown together guys from all over the world, and we've given a really good account of ourselves. We've done the basics well. We've kept the game simple. So if I, assessment overall is that I, if I I'd be a lot happier if I was the, the South Africans coming out of it rather than the British and Irish Lions. Yeah, honestly, um, I must say, from uh, being a former player, I really enjoyed it. You know, keep. I'll be honest, I didn't expect much. Honestly, I expected pretty much the worst. Not really, but I always, I've been saying this on Clubhouse, South Africans are resilient. And I believe these players were fueled by something greater than the game of rugby. You know, looking at the way these guys gelled, you know, in yes, there were a lot of mistakes and uh, the penalty count was high. But the positive side of things, there were some great things. That first half, you know, there was some, I saw a lot of physicality, you know, and I saw that yeah. grunt which is typical South African, which was uh, amazing. So um, that was great yeah. to see. Uh, and, you know, and you know what as well, Gene, so if you're, if you're coming away as a coach, you're thinking they didn't, the Lions might be holding their, playing their cards close to their chest, but they didn't really show a lot. Even when they were up by two players, South Africa had two players in the sin bin and they, didn't, they couldn't expose like, you know, them out wide. And uh, they ran in one, st- uh, one stage, uh, look on your arm um, just tackled uh, Chris Harrison to touch you know he just ran into touch you know and you've got uh, two extra men and uh, and then Jasper Visa you know come you know guys like that stepping in um, and a couple of other guys who haven't you know Dweber stepping in and Malcolm Marks getting back into the game but also you know doing what he's good at over the ball and stuff like that so if you're coming away from it as South Africa I'm thinking Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, we got through it. We were physical. Yep, we kept our game plan really simple. We played off nine most of the time. We kicked pretty accurately. We got our chase in. When we got the opportunities, we exposed them. We supported, you know, yeah, pretty happy. Yeah. No, I, t- I totally agree. And, and, you know, you were talking about, you know, in terms of their preparation, it's always been disruptive, you know, taking all the COVID cases the previous week. And they only had two training sessions uh, before mm. the game. 
And I uh, actually read something that Jacques Mino, the head coach, he was doing the defense virtually. You know, what crazy times. Crazy. Imagine this coaching virtually, um, you know, national team or the South African A team. So I'll, I'll be honest with you, especially the Springboks defense towards the end of that first half. That was massive. They were basically yeah. pinned down in a 22. And something which was interesting, you know, they conceded a lot of penalties. Mm. But clearly, Gatlin's Island trying not to give anything away. And they constantly opted just for the quick tap and just hitting it up with the forwards, pick and go, pick and go. So my mind's telling me, you know what, Adi wants to show nothing. He doesn't want to show anything from their lineouts, their malls, or anything like that. Or he's conditioning his players so when it's needed, when nothing's happening, that they are conditioned to just pick and go, pick and go, just getting that go forward. I don't know. Yeah. What's your take on that? Yeah, mate, it's, it's really interesting. There's a few things, I think. First of all, I, I think, you know, the first game the Lions played in South Africa, on, on South African soil, they played against the uh, Sigma Lions up in Joburg. And they threw over the back of the line out, like, I think, four times, which was a bit strange, you know. But then all of, I think, all of their throws that they did this week were to the front of the line out or pretty much a moving pod to the front third of the line out because they didn't want to throw it to the back and risk it being stolen. And even the ones where they were going to hit, hitting 10 off the line out, they were going off the top at the front. So they, or, or mauling, obviously. So they really were limited. So I don't know if they're holding something back there and they're going to actually try and move people around. I reckon they will only go off the back of the line out more when they shorten the line out. They have like four man line outs. But if they do that, obviously they're going to congest the midfield. But the pick and go thing is interesting. Exeter Chiefs in the UK, who've been the dominant team for the last couple of years, you know, them and Saracens have been the dominant teams for the last three, four years in the UK and in, in England. They're a big part. They, they just play high percentage and I'm, you know and as you've seen they they kick they get down they, they measure their success by the entries into the 22 and conversions if they score they'll more and then they'll do a pick and go until they score and, you, and you've got to think he's picked johnny hill from exeter chiefs he's picked luke cowan dickey from exeter chiefs and and they're integral those two hooker and, and jumper you know for that line out and then that more game as well so i've I think that's going to be a big part of their armory. Just play real conservative in the in the opposition twenty-two. But yeah. I, I hope he's I hope I hope he's holding something back because otherwise <laughs> it's it's going to be it's really dull. <laughs> man, it's going to you be a battle. I mean? Yeah, it's going to be a war, man. It's going to be a war. Um, quite yeah. funny thing. I, I was actually you know today I was actually at my agent's office, the Damien Duso's office uh, yesterday. And man, he had this amazing thing. He bought a box of all the programs of the Lions series in 2009. And I was flipping through it. So I did a reel today and I was so amped. And it just, I like saw this. I was looking for a video. And I remember seeing myself, a video of myself and CJ van der Linde, you know, in a bit of a scruffle, assuming it was the Lions, only to get a message from Brian Abena. It's like, uh, hey, but uh, that last reel of yours, the Lions. <laughs> You probably know that image, that video, that was against Wales. <laughs> I'm like, brother, leave me alone. That was close enough. You're the only guy that spotted that. But, um, yeah. you know, coming back to the Lions game, man, um, I think it's interesting, you know, if I put, uh, just for one moment, just put my coach's hat and just let's forget yeah. that I'm a former player. I think he knows that the Springbok strength is physicality. 
not just on yeah. attack, on attack, but on defense. If you look at uh, Peter Steff, the toy flying in, if you see, you know, Visa as well, he, I'm quite impressed with him. I've been following him this season mm. in the premiership. I think he's bringing something. Obviously, they're missing Dwayne Vermeulen, but, you know, we've seen yeah. guys step up like Van Staden as well, which has impressed me yeah. as well. It was great to see those youngsters coming through. But I think, and you can tell me if you disagree or agree, I think Gatlin is trying to find ways to fatigue the box. That's why if his players are conditioned, because you mentioned the Exeter Chiefs and Saracens, they are conditioned to do the pick and go. I think he's looking for ways to fatigue the box and bring the backs into the game because we didn't really yeah. see much of the backs in, the, in this game on Wednesday. It's like they were very was, conservative. Yeah, the thing, the thing is, Junior, yeah, maybe he is, but... The, the, what concerns me then is when they go to the, the, you know, they might do that, but then when they do go out the back, it would look really, it didn't look very dynamic for me, you know. So most of the carries were off nine, not as many as South Africa. I, I, I can't remember a time really where they carried off 10. So everybody, it was just forwards off nine the whole time. Um, and obviously that takes less organization. It's easier to get that gelling and the cohesion. But with, with the Lions, I, I think they've got real concerns. And I guess that leads us on to a question around the midfield and who they're going to pick, you know, if because they've got to have that foil. If they're going to do that pick and go thing, they've got to have a, a, a plan B, haven't they? Um, yeah. And if they can't then go out the back or go wide um, because it's just not dynamic enough, then it's going to be limited. It's not going to tie the box out. And, and they both play really similar defences, don't they? They both play that high line. And, and I thought that South Africa did it brilliantly at the weekend. Every time that the Lions tried to hit 10 and then play off 10, they came up so high in that 13 channel, it just took away all the options. And they, they smashed them man and ball. Even at the, I remember, it just stayed throughout the game. Like right towards the end when Jesse Creel was on, he did one, he caught man and ball. It just, it was really, really good. So, yeah, I, I don't know about wearing them out, but it's, it's I think they're going to have to have a plan B, you yeah. know, and, um, and a bit more variety. You know, man, there's so much to unpack from this game, but on a more serious note, a lot of everybody's preparing for that first test match, and it's going to be a massive one. So, my brother, what's your preparation for that game? You know, I went to my butcher and I already started to marinate some ribs for me. And hopefully, by that time, you can send me some boltong and burravors. So, I'm planning a big day. All right. I'm blocking. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll get you some voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the voice. So, so, so what are you planning for that first day? Where are you going to be watching it, that first game? Yeah, mate, I, I get a bit of, uh, I get, well, we got freedom now in the UK from the ninth, from, you know, from the 19th, which is crazy. We're going to be allowed to move around and go places properly, um, which is going to be a bit crazy. I haven't even decided where I'm going to watch it. I, I get caught between two stores. I, I like a bit of the atmosphere. But then I'm, I like I'm a geek, so I want to be able to watch and focus <laughs> and, and see what's and see what's happening with the. No, but why is he throwing there? Or was, you know? And I want to be able to do it. And you know, when you got guys just like they're not really that bothered, they're just throwing beer everywhere. Then you know, like uh, I, so, I might just watch it at home. And uh, I will get the voice out though. I found like I, I showed you the other day, man, and I know it upset you. Shocking, I found the, still <laughs> I found a good butcher around the corner and they've got good voice, you know, and um, yeah, so the bry will go on and we'll, I'll, I'll like the bry, I'll like the fire. And, that's um, very important, you know, for everybody, you know, that South Africans, you know, when it comes to rugby, it's all about the bry, it's about the meat, it's about the preparation, it's about the fire. You know, I'm going to have to get some wood for that Saturday. I need to get some wood. I want to yeah. smell that, you know, Ooh. that smoke needs to get going, you know. Uh, hey, it's, it's all of it i love that but uh, when i was thinking about that the other day like 
obviously the game on Wednesday night wasn't at Newlands. I was thinking of how, you know, you used to have all the build-up outside and you'd see other people and yeah. they'd be on the car park next door at Kelvin Grove and you can smell it from a long way off. And, you know, there's a, either you're getting there with the bus or you're walking. Uh, yeah, I miss all of that. But, yeah, yeah exactly, that fire. And then, yeah. I'm, I, I, you're getting I me excited now, man. I, I, I used to remember <laughs> when we used to play at, you're talking about Newlands, when we used to play at Newlands, I used to yeah. hate going to Newlands. You know why? Because I saw oh, all those yeah, Bourreau stands. I saw those Bourreau <laughs> and I was sitting in the bus and I'm like, what I wouldn't do to have a Bourreau Festival right now with onions, must. Mate, you're not the only one. No, you know, the worst thing is when you're on the bench. When you used to be on the bench and you're warming up and you have to warm up down by the van or something like that, the burger van or something like that, and you smell it and it smells good. Well, at least when you're playing, you're like, you, you know, but well, typically you're a bit hungry or I couldn't eat that much before a game. Yeah. So I'd be hungry as well. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you got sent to warm up behind the poles and it'd be like right near the burger van or something. All right, Ben, 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 ben. we need to get serious now. We need to get serious for a bit now. You, you, you're going completely off track. I need to get you in check here. <laughs> I need to get you in check. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't finished up the debrief yet. Okay. So, you know, I was quite impressed with the, the defense of the Springbok team. So I'm no yeah. defense guru in it. And I get, I've been fortunate enough to work with guys like John McFarlane and I've worked with Jock yeah. Ninoba before, you know, he was actually yeah. funny. story. he was my physio, physio. When I was at the cheetahs. Yeah. When I was at the cheetahs, a lot of people don't physio. know that, you know, going from being a physio hey. to defense coach. That's an amazing story. You well, know? I, yeah. I tell you, I, I, in 2009, I was coaching at London Scottish in the Academy and I went on a trip, you know, went because I often go back to South Africa, go and see friends, do a bit of coaching, go and visit. So, and I went to see, um, I went to see a mate, Dave Vessels, who then went on to coach in Australia. You know, he's, he was latterly at the Melbourne Rebels. Great guy, great coach. And Dave was getting his first opportunity at the Stormers. And the Stormers, the head of the Stormers at that stage was Rassi. The assistant was Gary Gold. The scrum coach was Matt Proudfoot. The physio, uh, no, the other, the, the defence consultant was Brendan Venter. Wow. <laughs> and then the the physio was Jacques Minola. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm forgetting somebody. So, so it was just like, you had this like brains trust of like good coaches and, you know, so Gary Goal, et cetera, et cetera. So Jacques, no wonder his, you know, that ascendancy was like that. Yeah, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Jacques a great coach. He worked with us in the box as well, in the past as well, with Rassi helping us getting ready. Um, you know, what's your take on the defense at the moment? You know, we see a lot of people saying, okay, right, they got the rush, but they seem to be slightly exposed after the second, third phase, you know, if they don't get that rush right. Um, what What's your take on the Springboks defense at the moment? I like it. I think it's brilliant. I think it operates really well, whether you've got the two starting centres or if you bring in uh, Jesse Creel at 13, I think it works really well. Um, you know, he, he Jesse Creel used to use that system the whole time of the ball, so that high that high line. I think it's brilliant, especially against the Lions. I think then they have to play off nine a lot more. They have to limit their game. If they go out the back, you read it. What was interesting for me on Wednesday was even in Kosi, he stepped off and he did a brilliant read on Farrell when they went out the back and one face close to the right touch line, uh, um, the line's left touch line. He just stepped in and it was a brilliant read. I, I, I love it. I think it works. It's obviously high energy. Um, so you have to be able to repeat this. But I think they've got it. I think the, the, the key difference at the moment between them is, and it's another question, really. It's like there's a dilemma I think the Lions have. Well, is there's three things, really. The first thing is the referees. 
and how they're going to referee the breakdown. Yeah. The second thing is then that affects that back row selection. And the third thing that obviously affects your, your, your defensive system as well. So in all of the games, the Lions haven't really targeted the breakdown much. They've gone cold on the breakdown. So they've just left it. Either if one man was in there or he had an opportunity, he might take the opportunity. The rest have just got on their feet and they've tried to outnumber the attack so that they can get some line speed. Conversely, South Africa still got the line speed, but they actually did target the breakdown more. They were much more aggressive with, with targeting it, either to slow it down to get it past, say, three seconds or to actually target stealing the ball. Now, if you got, you know, the referees, Nick Berry's the first one, Ben O'Keefe, I think, is the second one, and uh, Matthew Reynal is the third. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think the Lions maybe think we might have a bit of a lottery at the breakdown. We're going to have these different referees. Let's just try and nullify that by not even giving away penalties and be really clean and just get the line speed. But then, yeah, for me, the best, but the finally, sorry, the best, the best two loose forwards on tour for the Lions for me are Hamish Watson and Tom yeah. Curry, and they're both sort of fetches, you know. So, so do you? You know, and that that's it's really interesting, isn't it? Because if Peter Steph is injured or has to go in the second row because South Africa have got fewer second row options, and you've got a Marku van Staden playing, and you've got maybe guys who aren't, you know, you might have an Elstad as well, and you might have, you know, whoever, or but you you might be able to get away with playing Watson and Curry left and right, you know. Yeah, but then does that really yeah, does that really suit your game style if you're not targeting the breakdown? So uh, there's a lot of like variables there. Yeah. But but the biggest thing, man, this is not a classic series. This is like it's like a chess game. It's like cat and mouse, you know. It's like you like being a one of your fortes is defense as well. So sometimes on defense, you show the attack something and you're changing it later. And, and it just feels yeah. like this is what's happening at the moment. It's like Rossi and uh, Gatton, they're playing games with each other because like you mentioned, the Lions didn't really go into the rucks and the Springboks got penalized quite a bit at the rucks, and, which was the yeah. two things which was interesting, especially on our own 22. I think maybe they actually got the assignment to say, go for it. We don't care about the yeah. penalties. We actually want to see how the Lions react. But something we have seen, I don't know if it was a tactic, but I have found, but maybe I'm wrong, you can help me, that I felt that the Lions are really blocking the tackler from getting out of the rucking zone because the the the, the, the tackler has been penalized on yeah. a few occasions. You know, not forget, I, saw, I saw that. And some of it yeah. was really tough. Yeah, Tigerman tried to do that with Marku Van Staad, and I remember really clearly tried to pin him in and... Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, Yaku uh, Piper didn't ping him actually, um, because he was he he did the lines for holding on. I think in that particular instance, Tigburn then tried to you know milk another penalty and hold somebody else, and I think it was Faf maybe. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, painting that picture and changing it. Yeah. I, I think South Africa can do that brilliantly because of Faf de Klerk. You know, when you have yeah. someone that good. You know, who he he's loves not really a scrum thing. off, man. I think his position on the field doesn't even really exist because he's not a knight. Mate. I don't know what he is, but I love him. I'll be honest with you. Mate. Um, he's a game changer. I don't really like his hair because uh, I don't have hair. No, no, I'm joking. Jealous. If you've ever yeah. listened to this, you've got a great head of hair, man. Beautiful hair. <laughs> you know, I, I, he's just, he's not a classic nine. And I just think he brings another element to the game. You know, if, if you look at the, the nines we've had in the past, your Farid Dupriers, your Ruan Pinas, the guys with finesse, you know, if I look back, he reminds me a bit of a, 
a Ricky January, an informed Ricky January, you know, rugged. Yeah, man. You know, we went hard. But Ben, you know, uh, yep. quickly, few players for you from the from both sides that, that caught your eye. All right, from the from the Lions and from South Africa, a few players that caught your eye in this game. Okay, well, in this game, I think Marco van Staden, you mentioned him. I think he, he for, for, I don't know if that was his first test or one of his first couple of tests. He's been in, in and around the squad since 2018. I thought he played well. You know, no idea. I don't work been... for Supersport, brother, so I can't give you all the stats. Bro, I want the stats, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought he, he played well. Obviously, there's the usual suspects like Ches and Colby. You know, he played well. Faf played well. Mornay did what he had to do. He played well. I thought they all played well. Uh, who who played well that you might think? Um, uh, Malcolm uh, Marks. It was good to, good to see yeah. him come back. You know, uh, quick um, thing. And, and why, well. why the quick sub of uh, Dweba? Why did he go off? Was that an injury? Was it just rotation? I don't think it was. In, I think I think they probably had it. They were probably going to get half a game each or something. Yeah. But at the start, and then and then he just thought I'll do it before. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I think maybe that. What do, What do you think? Yeah, no, I think is that I think he might be in the mix again this weekend. I'm not sure. I'll just make double sure quickly. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's starting this weekend against the Bulls. Yeah, so I think it was just yeah. about getting him gay time with the group. You know, guys that yeah. caught my eye, um, I really enjoyed Damon Dalende. You know, you got good go forward, yeah. right? He was solid, strong as you know. And Borne, really impressed. I felt he controlled the game really well, not because he he's uh, a yeah. Bulls play or anything like that. It's just, and it's just great to see him back. You know, Mornay Stein, you know, thinking 2009, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that was his first test match at Loftus. Was it? At kick. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I'm Dude, wrong. I think you said you didn't work for Super Sport. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So for those of you guys listening, maybe you guys can send me a DM. Robbie K. Yeah, get Robbie Kempson right. on the line. All right. We'll ask Robbie <laughs> K. Robbie <laughs> K. If he can help us out with that. But yeah, so it's yeah. great to see Mornay, you know, back mate, in it you, and he's looking young. Yeah. Mate, you know who else played well was uh, Frankie Mostert. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought I thought he played well. I thought he was good, energy, dynamic, you know, and, and that would be a real boost for the coaches because they're thinking, man, we've just got that guy. I like our line out. We're missing Ludiaga. We're missing Arhis Neyman, you know, like, and now we've got like Frank who's firing. And then, you know, Peter Steff had that head knock, which will really concern the, the mm. coaches, won't it? So, yeah, I think he went well. Elstad went well enough. I don't think he was amazing, but, you know, that's his game. So, so that was cool. Um, from the Lions' point of view, for me, Elliot Daly has been the player of their, the tour for them so far. He's been almost ever-present in all the games. He's played loads at 13. He normally plays 15 for England, although he can play the wing, he can play fullback, he can play 13. So that was, you know, that was good. Curry obviously was was really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got concerns. It'd be nice to ask you about it. I, I've got concerns about the scrum, you know, for the on the Lions point from the Lions point of view. So like Win Jones, you know, I, I don't know. I, I thought I think at least said they've got a, a question mark. Um, prior before the tour, people I think would have said Maku Vunapola was probably going to be your first choice. I think it's probably wide open now. You know, Furlong is probably your first choice in most people's eyes on the, on the tight head. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll be, uh, the, the scrums, there wasn't really much in it. You know, um, I think it was fair. I think there's massive improvement 
left for the spring box, you know, but then I'm not here to, to, to criticize this scrum or anything. You know, they got Don Heman. I played with him. You know, what a bloke. And he did some great work with the cheaters. And I know they're in good hands. But, yeah, what I do feel is the spring box is their post-engage work was lacking a little bit. You know, I think they can definitely improve on that. And, uh, you know, hopefully they listen to this so they'll pick up on that. So there's not that post-engage work working a bit. But we had a few collapses, you know, and I think sometimes yeah, uh, but technical, uh, sometimes we didn't follow through with our feet. And you also could possibly question mark there was some potential hinging or dropping of the scrum. But I think in most cases, uh, sometimes our boys were just slightly overextended. But, yeah. I think the Springboks, you know, when they have a starting type of front row, we know when you got Kitsov and you got Franz Malherbe tighted, you know, I think you're going to yeah. see some, some, some really, when it's up, when the beef is up, I think that's going to, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, I think if you look at uh, Mark, when I really rate him as a lucid prop, great activity all over the field, high work rate, but he hasn't really been that present. You know, he's not being his dominant yeah. self. And I think just from a coach's point of view, scrum coach, you know, you're bringing guys from so diff so many different systems together, scrum mm. philosophies. It is challenging, but you're going to be facing a Springbok team, which I felt actually, if we go back to Georgia, they actually had a decent performance against the Georgian scrum. Yeah, and a decent scrum as well. You know, it, is, I don't know if you saw the first Sharks game when they played down in Durban. They, uh, the loosehead side came, came under real pressure. You know, and, and they gave away a few penalties at scrum time, the Lions did. Um, it improved a bit, but it was still under pressure. Gave away a lot of penalties again in the second uh, Sharks game. So it's an area that I don't, I, you know, they've got Rory Sutherland, you've got Wynne Jones, you've got Maku, yeah. uh, Vunapola. So it's, it's interesting. I think it's going to be a real, I think, makes me think of that first test with uh, the Beast, you know, <laughs> against Pete. Against Vickery, you know, and just uh, thinking of back in, in that, you know, in 2009. Yeah, it's going to be a massive battle. Brother, we need to move on. All right, either we're going to be here for hours. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I need to get my beauty sleeping. Got two sessions tomorrow morning. A zoo. Nice, man. 7 a.m. and 8 a.m. All right. Well, I think it is. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Better check, man. <laughs> running Better on check. fumes. Running on fumes, man. Like you, man. You look, I must say, by the way, you're looking very nice. For those of you who can't see him right now, the man, Ben Bigner, his head is nicely shaven like mine, but he's got a nice shirt on. Like we said, the Belshamis, Belshamis. All right. So Thank you. Appreciate we got, it. We got a few more games coming up this week. And uh, just a quick thing, because <laughs> we haven't addressed yeah, that. Yeah. Rassi, being the water boy. All right. There's been a Love few it. remarks going around. What's your take on that? Mate, if you can do it, do it. Uh, you know, and I'm sure... Why not? You know, why not? I, I think it was brilliant. I think it was brilliant. I, I, I got I got ripped into on Twitter because I said, "Wow, Rassi Rasmus, water boy." You don't often see that the director of rugby doing that. So I'm like, "Yeah, but that's a sign of humility." And then I got humility. Yeah. What do yeah, they say? But people are saying, "Ah, oh, but that he was just being aggressive. He wasn't even carrying water." We saw Gatlin saying, "If you want to be a no, water boy, you need to carry only, a bottle of water." Is, if the Lions, see, I'm, I'm down the middle on this. If the Lions win, would they be complaining? You, you know? So it sounds, sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But, but, but you know what? I yeah, think you, it helps I, if you I, carry I, the water. I, I, I'll be honest with you. It's good to get the banter going because, you know, everything considering, yeah. you know, you, you don't have, you know, a rugby game. I think the biggest thing which people will be missing is those chirps, the banter. I think and, it's going to happen and, now. Understand. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to ramp up the war of words. Gatlin can't avoid it. He normally gets caught into it. 
Uh, I think he uses it and he's, he's a clever coach by all accounts. And then, you know, there's, there's going to be marginal calls and there's going to be a few other bits, especially around tackle height and shoulder charges yeah. and all that type of stuff, yellow cards, red cards. It's just going to get amped up. Yeah, I can see it getting a bit tasty. All right. So, you know, Rassi has also, before we move on to the Stormers game, so Rassi has obviously requested that uh, they play the Springbok A team again. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And um, that was denied by Gatlin. What's your take on that? Mate, you know what? I thought that Rassi was going to try, because I was thinking with my coaching hat on, I was thinking I, I would want my guys to get more game time. And before yeah. I heard that they were playing the Bulls, I was thinking he was going to bolster asked to bolster the Stormers team with more of his players to give them game time, you know, give the De Perea brothers game time, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I thought it was a good request. I thought it was, it was, it was clever, you know, um, makes sense, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah, Gatland, I'm not sure he would benefit from it. You know, no, I don't but think maybe he's thinking he just doesn't have the, you know, enough people fit at the moment. They couldn't even get more than two backs on the bench, could yeah. they? Yeah, but I I think it was very smart from Gatlin's side because at the end of the day you're gonna have a five test series, <laughs> so you know it's gonna Rassi obviously gonna get yeah. the game time. But you can understand the boys haven't played together for ages, so right they'll be playing against the Stormers. So you know on the other on the positive side, these youngsters will have the opportunity to play against the Lions. Um, what do you expect yeah. from this game? I think the Lions will be strong. It's an interesting one. I don't know. I can't remember the all the team I don't know if you've got it there but I think he's playing daily again at 13 so so yeah. I you know is he looking at daily properly to play 13 in the tests because if you think about it it's a week until the first test so do you give guys a hit out and then give them you know prepare them and in, into a normal test match week or did those guys on Wednesday are they going to rest you know and have a proper taper down having had some proper you know conditioning sessions as well as the games so I think it will actually, I don't think it will be easy, but it will. I thought they were going to bolster the Stormers team and it was going to be a lot tighter, but I, I can imagine that the Lions will win comfortably. Um, yeah, and, and I think hopefully, you know, the, the big areas that are going to be interesting, I think Marcus Smith is involved. He's just come on tour, you know, as I said, daily at 13, how he goes, because he could push for selection at, at 13 on the, on the, on the, in the tests. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and, I th and it's good to see that Thurlong get in as well. And uh, we've got Hamish Watson so, as well in the team, which is going to be quite yeah. interesting. So what and, is the team? Have you got it yeah, there? So I'll, I'll read you the team here, man. So we've got Stuart Hogg at 15, Joss Adams, Elliot Daly, Robbie Henshaw, Duane Vermeer, Van der Merwe, Marcus Smith, Ellie Price, Rory Sutherland, all right, at one, Luke and Dickie, two, three, Ted Thurlong, Four, Adam Beard. Five, Johnny Hill. Six, Dad Byrne. Seven, Hamish Watson. And eight, Jack Conan. So that's quite a that's quite an intense team as well. I think that's a really decent team. And if you're in that you team, you're, you're thinking all places are up for grabs still because it's only a week from the test. It's not a midweek team. So you're thinking, you know, I've got another shot here to, to sort of convince Gatland that I should start next weekend. Yeah, I think there's a lot up for grabs, and it's going to be interesting. We see got Alan uh, Jones um, back as well, a yeah. miraculous. Yeah, yeah. My main concern is that the only name you couldn't say really well just now was Duhan van der Merwe. The rest is ridiculous. <laughs> 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 you had to do it. 
I can't yeah. remember all the other names. What what names did I get wrong, man? I have no idea what Dude, I'm Duan saying. Duan Van Yeah. Duan Van Der Merver. Duan Van was the only one you got wrong. Uh, no, man. Uh, it's good. What did I like, say? I had no uh, idea. I said Duan Van Der Merver. It's going to be... Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure, especially Stuart Hogg because he's yeah. been out. He's been in isolation in a, in a room. The, the rest of the tour, you know, the touring party came down to the Cape. He had to stay by himself in isolation in a hotel room for another week in Hauteng. You know, so uh, <laughs> he's chomping at the bit. And before the tour, you know, he he was talked about as maybe a possible captain. So, yeah. and now they're saying, you know, he might not even you know who you're going to pick in your back three he might not even start so yeah it's it's going to be i hope he goes well all right so i think it's going to be interesting one i hope uh the the stormers bring it all right so uh, we'll we'll see what happens i want to shift over quickly to uh this week's clash um so i'm just going to open it up here right so for the spring box they're playing against the bulls Right, so nice. uh, that's going to be great, and it's good to see a lot of new youngsters. So we've got uh, Kuni Westhuizen, all right, that Lucid. We got Dweba, Vincent Koch at Tighthead. We got uh, Dupree at Lock, and it's great to see. And by the way, Van Rensburg, he made a great, great um, entry when he came on in the first half, like yeah. second half. So really great, good to see him get a start. And we got Quacha Smith at eight, and we got Alstad and Van Staden again. So it'd be great to see what those Lucys do. And then we got um, Reinach and Yankees. Yankees is captain, all right? So he'll be captain uh, for the, the A team, all right? Or the B or C team. I've no idea which one this one is. We'll see. <laughs> and then we got David Dalende. We got Simlani. And then we got Speckman and Pinks and Fassi. All right. So it'd be interesting to see what all these other youngsters will be doing. So That's interesting. So who's, who's at 13? So at 13, you got, um, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, Similani or Similani. Okay. Yeah. So that's so, be- so Jesse, so, yeah, Jesse Creel's not had a run at 13 then. That's interesting for me. I can't remember. I, I did see the Georgia game, but I can't remember if he, where he played there because he came on at the wing at the weekend. So, um, you know, yeah. maybe they're looking at him on one wing, Colby on the other and Vili LaRue. Uh, I'm thinking because you'd probably want to get him in your starting 15. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I really like Jesse Grill as a player. I think he's uh, nice yeah. and strong. He's athletic, you know. But that aside, you know, with the Bulls, so that's the last basic week of preparation and stuff. And I really hope that everything will go accordingly. You know, if I just in general, you know, mm. where do you see things going? Now we'll, we'll chat next week, you know, to really preview the test match and, and obviously debrief the weekend's games. But yeah. where do you see things going in the next week or so? Well, what do you think is going to be happening? I think the war of words is going to ramp up, which is going to be quite interesting. Alan Wynne-Jones is going to come into the tour and, you know, you're flying a guy out as test captain with probably, you know, revered character and player he's going to come in the mix so that's going to make heat things up in terms of the Lions point of view um, and then uh, from a from a South African point of view I, I can see them just getting more and more confident so going into next weekend I can I can see it going in with the, the South Africans being favourites um, you know and, uh, and and then you don't have to there, say that just make... because it's me brother you can have your <laughs> dude no well like I said you know earlier I, I think like I said, right at the beginning, you know, they, if I was this African coach, did I see anything that would worry me from from the Lions? 
unless they're holding a lot back, not really. I didn't see loads of invention or innovation. I didn't see any cutting edge at 13 or 12. I saw quite stifled play. Now, maybe they've held everything back brilliantly, you know, and they're just going to suddenly roll out and they're going to have, I don't know, this amazing dynamic uh, midfield partnership that's really cohesive, like Henshaw and Aki and Farrell at, mm. at 10. Or, but 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 we haven't seen that, you know. We, we just haven't seen that. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be panicking if I was the Springboks. So yeah, no, I'm not just saying that because I'm talking yeah. to you. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I'll be I'll be honest with you. I've always believed in the boys, and I do believe they will uh, they will be ready or the best that they can be with the limited preparation. And I've always said that we are resilient. And I just spoke yesterday. I spoke about the underdog mindset. And let's be honest. People are calling it, were calling it before the A-team game. They were saying that, you know, the box are going to lose. It's going to be a whitewash. It's going to be all these type of things. They haven't played for 18 months. I told people, be careful. What's the result going to be? I think we're going to be up for a massive battle. It's going to be closer than what people expect. And yeah. yes, maybe we might, a few errors might cost us. What I would like to see is the penalty count coming down for the first game. I think we can uh, get that down and focus up and make sure that we keep our physicality. But what actually impressed me was the players' conditioning. They actually lasted longer. But we actually saw both teams be feeling slightly tired towards the end of the second half. It wasn't just the box. We actually could see it from the Lions as well, fatigue uh, yeah. coming in. So that's going to be an interesting factor as well. Yeah, well, the thing is, do you think that, one of the elements to that was they didn't get past multi-phases many times, did they? You know, so yeah. maybe it didn't fatigue them. The, the, the other thing that I think if I was be, if I was South Africa, I'd be more concerned about is the line-out. You know, if, you've, if you lose Peter Steph the toy, you've, you've obviously lost Neyman, you've lost Luke Diaga, you know, that would be a concern, especially if you're conceding penalties because that leaves you vulnerable for that kick into the corner and, and you know, and then that more and, and, and everything like that. So... Yeah, that would be one concern I'd have if I was the South Africans. Awesome stuff. So, Ben, you know, that aside, uh, that's us for today or tonight. And uh, so tell me, what's your plans for the weekend? Hey, uh, I've got swimming for, I've got to take my, my, my youngest swimming first thing tomorrow morning. Then I'm taking him to my, I've got, I'm training with some of uh, my old rugby mates, training, doing a little circuit outdoors, a bit of a hit session in the park. So uh, probably not dissimilar to you. Um, one of the boys pick is up the pace, trainer. brother. You need to pick up the pace. <laughs> get the zoo, get the zoo going. You need to get the yeah, zoo the, going, man. One of the boys is uh, is a trainer, top top guy. So he'll he'll put us through our paces. We do that, and then we have a brekkie afterwards, and then uh, and then go from there. Yeah, and then actually tomorrow night I have got a bright organised. So yeah, we got good weather here today. So it's as as uh, as people say here, you know, like summer was on a Wednesday last year. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we've almost we've almost got a bit of summer weather so uh, yeah got the bride tomorrow night and uh, obviously watching a bit of rugby so looking no, awesome. forward to it no awesome yeah, what about you to... oh man I've got, a... I've got now man i've got two zoo sessions tomorrow morning and uh then i'm coaching because we actually got a rugby camp here in toulouse it's called oh, nice. the Academy uh, International Rugby. So last week we had 100 players and we have another yeah. second wave of 100 players coming in this week. So it was quite awesome. Uh, you know, I worked with guys like Sylvain Marconi. Uh, we had Vincent Kerr come in and I was working with uh, Jacques Delmas as well. You know, also nice. been coaching at Toulon. Yeah. 
and yeah. Del Masso with coached with Eddie Jones, you know, we had uh, yeah, him yeah, in yeah. as well. And uh, Philippe Benetton that played for the French no, team. So, uh, so a few yeah, big names. Uh, so it's, no, it's just great. I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting to connect with these French legends and uh, getting to practice my French, which was quite cool. Uh, so yeah, not much of rest. I would have loved to relax with the bride, but I'll definitely be making a trip to the butcher in between my midday break tomorrow and get a good yeah. steak or get some good ribs going and uh, start planning for next week. <laughs> nice, man. I'm looking but, forward to it. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward awesome, to it. That'll be good. Now, listen here, Ben, brother. Thanks for taking your time. I know you've got a busy schedule and stuff and uh, you've been grafting all day. And, uh, you know, this was short notice, just getting on here. And uh, oh, like man. I said, man, it's good. the Lions only happens like, it's like every 12 years for South Africa. And I just thought, you know yeah. what? Let's just do this, man. We know this is not really like a show, just the bonus series. And guys, for those of you listening, this thing will probably grow, explode, or get worse as it goes on. Who knows? Who cares? All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just about Put having with fun. Just having about, fun. Yeah, and, yeah. and hopefully between us uh, two handsome guys, we can provide you guys uh, <laughs> with some great information. All right. So just guys... <laughs> Just also, just quickly. So Ben, you know, if people want to just get in touch with you, you know, just have a chat if they like with me, if they actually maybe agree with some of the stuff that you say, all right, or they <laughs> oh, disagree. Yeah. Is there any way so, they can reach you out? They reach out to you? Yeah, in Instagram is the best way, G. Yeah, Instagram. Okay. So just Ben Pegna, one word, B E N P E G N A. Yeah. So yeah. that's reach out there. That'd yeah, be awesome. awesome stuff. Great stuff. And guys, you can reach me on Instagram as well. I'm not very present on it. So uh, you, <laughs> I love jokey. But guys, uh, just on the other side of things as well, I'm hosting with my man Ben Pegner as well, a clubhouse room. All right. Every Monday evening, 7.30 BST, 8.30 uh, Central European time in the evenings on Clubhouse. So send us a DM if you need the link. Ben, you just need to remind me actually to create the room so that people yeah, can actually be sort it out. So we'll be there. And the great thing about that platform is, guys, here we are chatting. It's just Ben and myself. We might have maybe Lauren joining us next week and some other people. But you can join us up on stage. So we'll be on stage on this Clubhouse, this audio platform. You can just drop in. You raise your hand. And you can ask us a question. You can join the conversation. So we're also trying to establish a rugby community on this audio platform. It's so great to see how people have connected. And I'm doing this podcast today because of people I met on Clubhouse and that have inspired me, Alex Chisnell, you know, and helped me as well. So I would like to give a special mention to him for helping me on this journey. And uh, man, Ben, you know, and this is the other great thing of Clubhouse. We we met each other on Clubhouse, you know. How awesome is yeah, that? I mean, and it's, it's awesome. like we've been friends for years. So um, yeah, well, that and that's partly the power of rugby as well, isn't it? It's good, yeah. you know. We've got a few mutual friends and paths crossed in places we played together or against each other or against, you know, with mates and stuff. So yeah, it's um, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, and Clubhouse has been amazing. It's just. Uh, yeah. Just a, uh, yeah, like as, as you said, opportunity to meet some interesting people is great. But the, the funny thing is, when, like, I've been trying to get a few players to come on so we could actually interview them, Ben. And yeah, <laughs> when yeah, I ask yeah. guys, clubhouse, what's that? People don't I know. know. Like, uh, are you, you're in a lot of these Facebook groups as well. And uh, we know where they're sharing a lot of rugby information. And when I tell people, join us on clubhouse, what's that? People don't know. I'm like, guys, come yeah. on, join us, join us. Yeah. But, 
Hopefully yeah, I've had a few of those conversations. Yeah, yeah I've had a few of those conversations as well. <laughs> Hopefully they'll get there. Hopefully they'll get there. But Ben, my man, thanks for joining awesome. me tonight. And I really do appreciate it, guys. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, please send us a DM. Please rate this podcast. Leave a review. All right. And if you didn't agree with Ben, please let him know. It's very important <laughs> that he constantly improves his skill set on this audio platform. No, joking, Ben. You did really well, man. All right. All right. I'll need to work on pronouncing my names right but who cares anyway guys i need to go eat i'm freaking hungry <laughs> guys i'm coach g and i'm done speaking get a touch boom man cheers boom <laughs> cheers brother <laughs>